Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. This faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, be close. Daisy Carter, owner of the Big Rock Cafe, sat on a corner of the desk in her cafe office and swung one booted foot back and forth below the fringe of her leather skirt as she grinned expansively at the three men standing before her. I got news for you, boys. Yeah? What is it, Daisy? It looks like good news from the way you're grinning. We thought you called us in for balling out. <laughs> no, not what? this time, Joe. <laughs> like you said, Jake, it is good news. Well, we're listening, Daisy. You know, you better listen, Bill, when I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> the news is that my boy Jerry is coming out here from St. Louis. Hmm? What? You mean to stay? Only until I sell out and arrange to go back with him. Well, gosh, I... I know you've been talking about selling out, but we thought you were only kidding. Well, I wasn't. I got a good offer for this place and from a ranch, and I'm aiming to take it. We'll sure miss you around Big Rock, aren't you? (laughs) I reckon some folks will be glad to see me go. 
seeing as how I got the reputation for being as rough and tough as any hombre around here. Yeah, it's a fact. You know how to take care of yourself. This is a man's world out here, Joe. And if a woman wants to make her fortune, she's got to act plenty tough to do it. Well, we got to admit, you sure did all right for yourself. Well, my husband was sheriff here years ago. A gun-toting, two-fisted hombre who wasn't afraid of anybody. He got shot down by an outlaw gang. Left me a widow with a young son. I decided to stay right here and make a go of things, and I did. You sure did, Daisy. What's more, I rode with the posse that finally run down them yellowback killers who ambushed my husband. Well, look, Daisy, why don't you keep your son here and stay in Big Rock? You won't like St. Louis. Boys, I made up my mind my boy wasn't going to be a gun-toting tough hombre like his dad was. I sent him to St. Louis to get an education, to become a gentleman. 21 now, and I wrote for him to come out and get me. <laughs> I reckon he'll be in for a surprise when he sees what his ma's like. <laughs> what I mean is... <laughs> I know just what you mean, Joe. But he knows exactly what to expect. I've written to him right along, and I've always told him what a rough, tough woman he's got for a ma. In my last letter, I told him I want to go back to St. Louis with him and learn to be a lady. If I can stand it. <laughs> oh, I can see you now in one of them tight, wasted dresses, Dave. Yeah, maybe I'll pop a few buttons at first, but I'll suffer through it for Jerry's sake. He'll get here tomorrow, and if you hear any ornery coyote making remarks or shoving him around as a tenderfoot, you take care of it, Savvy. You sure will. We'll stick close and see that nobody pushes him around, Daisy. Oh, good. Now, let's go inside and get some refreshments. And tomorrow, you'll all meet a real gentleman. My son, Jerry. The following morning, Daisy entered the cafe with a young man whose well-cut eastern clothes were in sharp contrast to the men who turned to stare at him. Boys, I want you to meet a real gentleman. My son, Jerry Carter. Howdy, Jerry. Glad to meet you, Jerry. Glad to meet you. I reckon any son of Daisy Carter just about has the run of town, eh, fellas? That's right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to hear my mother's so well thought of in Big Rock. <laughs> Listen to that, will you? Looks like a tenderfoot and talks like a sister. You better shut up, mister. If Daisy says he's all right, then he is. Sorry. Where's the hombre who made that remark? I said it. So what of it? Hmm. We'll have to get a closer look at that big mouthed sidewinder. Come on. Yeah. Now, mother, why not overlook it? After all, I have to expect you the men You don't out have here. to expect anything from the likes of this ornery looking bow legged coyote. Just who are you, mister? Ma'am, who I am don't matter. But if you ask me what I am, I can say I'm a man. Not a prancy toad dude that aims to get by because he has a tough ma. Now, see, here you One are. side, son, one side. I've handled plenty like him before. Oh, 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 what a sock. Well, he sure asked for it. Yeah, but he didn't expect it. <laughs> I know just what was coming. You sure haven't lost your touch, Daisy. <laughs> Take him to the door. Toss him into the gutter, boy. Right. Come, on. Uh, come on, Jerry. Bill has the buckboard waiting out back to take us to the ranch. Let's get going. Later that morning, Toto, Indian companion to the Lone Ranger, returned to their camp in the hills after a trip to Big Rock. 
Tonto, who had been in the back of the cafe when Daisy Carter came in with her son, told the Lone Ranger what had happened. Mm, that Carter woman. Punched plenty hard, Kimasabi. <laughs> I've heard of Daisy Carter. She's rough-mannered, but she's said to be kind-hearted. Oh, her son, nice-looking young fella, but him not dress right. I guess he was wearing the latest fashion in Eastern clothes, Tonto. Oh, maybe that's right. Well, him and Carter woman have trouble, maybe. Oh, why do you say that? Well, when me at Hitch Rack put in supplies and saddlebag, me see big fella them throw out a cafe. Him come to get horse with other fella. Yes, then what? Well, them not see me... Oh. Me hear him talk before them get on horses. Me listen. That Carter woman's gonna be sorry she made a fool of me in the cafe. You can count on that, Hank. <laughs> yeah, I never thought a tough hombre like Lamb Jenkins would be floored by a woman's partner. Well, maybe you thought it was funny. I didn't. Right out of the cabin, meet Frank. And I'll tell you both how I'm gonna get even with her and her tenderfoot son. Right, let's get away from here. Sure. Get back. Come on. Get up. Get up. Right trail out west end of town. Feller called Lem Jenkins. Plenty mad at Carter Woman. Have you seen either of those men before, Toto? No. No, me not know him. Hmm. He spoke of meeting another man. That makes three of them. Huh. We'll ride out the west trail and try to get a line on them. Here's a little I'm scout. Come on, Silver. I'm scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto circled the town and followed the West Trail. This trail is well-traveled during the day. There's no way to pick out their tracks. That's right. Me sorry now, me not follow them two men. Maybe we'll run onto something that will show us where they left the road. You watch the left side, and I'll watch the right. Ah. Daisy Carter's ranch is out on this side of town, too. Me not know that. No use warning Daisy until we find out something definite. Keep our eyes open and watch for any move Jenkins and his friends might make. All right, let's ride faster. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. After having noonday dinner at the ranch house, Jerry Carter went to his room to unpack. A short time later, he entered the living room, where Bill, who acted as foreman of the ranch when he wasn't helping at the cafe, was talking to Daisy. Here's Jerry. What... Man alive, what kind of an outfit is that? This is a riding habit, Bill. Of course, Bill. That's the kind of outfit the gentlemen in St. Louis wear when they go riding. Well, dungaree shirt and boots is good enough for me. Along with chaps, of course. Why, Sage Brussels rip them skin-tight britches all to pieces. Oh, I intend to stick to the open trails, Bill. I asked Mother if I could have a horse to ride. Want to look over the ranch. I told Joe to get up an easy riding horse for you, Jerry. You go along out to the corral, you'll find the horse saddled and waiting. Thanks, Mother. Why aren't you going to carry a gun with you? Bill, that shows you aren't educated in the ways of a gentleman. They don't go around carrying guns. Well, I'd feel undressed without my gun belt and gun. <laughs> well, after all, you aren't a gentleman like Jerry. No. <laughs> well, that's the way Mother looks at it anyway, Bill. A lot of people seem to think clothes make the gentleman. <laughs> well, I'll be going along. See you both later. Mm. I wonder what Jerry meant by that crack. I wouldn't know. You know, Bill, maybe I've gone overboard on that gentleman's stuff with Jerry. Them fancy clothes he wears. Well, 
I thought that's what I wanted for him, but I bet he'd be a handsome hombre in a regular He-Man outfit. Oh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Come on, Mother, let's go see how them waddies are coming along with a Brandon on the South Range. <laughs> oh, shut up. Come on, you bow-legged galoot. Later that afternoon, the Lone Ranger and Tottle were returning along the trail after unsuccessfully trying to pick up Jenkins' tracks. As they rounded a bend, they saw a lone horseman riding toward them. They reined to a halt. Oh, 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 oh. Kimasabi. Yes. That fellow in fancy clothes. That Jerry Carter. Yes, I thought so. My mask doesn't seem to worry him. He's riding right up to us. Oh, oh there. Oh. Hello, my friend. Howdy. Meeting you like this is more than I could have hoped for. What do you mean? Oh, I suppose you expected me to react to that mask. <laughs> I'm sorry I disappointed you. <laughs> Carter, either you're a fool or you're braver than people think you are. We could be outlawed, you know. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe you could be, mister. Mm, you act plenty strange. Me not savvy. I don't either. Carter, what makes you say you don't believe we could be outlaws? I said a moment ago that this meeting was more than I hoped for. That fine white stallion, fancy riding gear, the Indian companion on a paint horse, and of course a black mask. It all adds up to the description I've been given of the Lone Ranger. Am I right? Yes, Carter, you are. <laughs> I was sure of it. Can you match this, sir? Look, Kimasabi, him got silver bullet. So I see. Yes, here's one like it, Carter. Good, that's the final proof. Where did you get that bullet? It was given to me by the United States Marshal, Jed Ames, in St. Louis. I see. I met Marshal Ames out here a few years ago. He also gave me this note addressed to you, sir. Oh? He heard you were in this territory and told me to try to find you. Here's the note. Well, let me see. <laughs> Jerry, I think a lot of people are in for a surprise. Well, what note say, Kimasabi? I'll tell you about it later, Tonto. Come on, Jerry. We'll go to our camp where we can make plans. And you can take the shortcut back to the ranch. <laughs> yes, a certain young gentleman in fancy clothes is going to turn out to be quite a surprise to Daisy Carter. Let's go. Come on, Silver. Come on, Scott. Yep. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. Upon reaching camp, the three men spent half an hour in serious discussion. Then Jerry left for the ranch. Easy. Toto can reach me either at the ranch or the cafe, sir. Now I'll get back before my mother sends a searching party after me. Bye. Adios. Adios. Get up there. Jerry certainly has everyone fooled, Tonto. <laughs> that right. After supper, we'll ride to the edge of town. You can go to the cafe. I'll wait with Silver until you have something to report. It was late afternoon when Jerry Carter entered the ranch house and found his mother talking to Bill and Joe. Hello, Mother. Here he is now. Jerry, where you been? I was just telling Bill and Joe to get some men and go hunting for you. Oh, I rode further than I intended. There was really nothing to worry about. You're not in the city now, son. You're not used to the rough and ready ways of the people out here. Well, we'll eat soon, then you can get to bed for a good rest. The people always go to bed early out here. Some do, some don't. Seeing as you're not used to riding and all, you'll need the rest. Bill and I are heading for town right after supper. Got some things to attend to at the cafe. Well, the boys will be coming in the bunkhouse soon to wash up for supper. I'll get along over there now and check on them. I'll see you later, Daisy. All right. Well, Jerry, I reckon I'll complete the sale of the ranch and the cafe by the end of the week. Then you and me will head for St. Louis. I guess by that time you'll be fed up with the wild and woolly west. Meantime, in a cabin back in the hills, Lem Jenkins and his two followers were discussing the plan Lem had. Daisy Carter usually spends her evenings at the cafe. Frank, you're not known in town. We'll wait for you behind the livery stable. You can go to the cafe and find out if that fancy-pants son of hers is there, too. All right. Then what do you want me to do, Lem? Come over behind the livery stable and let us know. Then you'll go back and tell Daisy Carter you overheard a group of tough hombres saying they were going out to rough up that dude, Savvy. It was the idea of doing that, Lim. The Carter woman will take every available hombre from the cafe and ride out there to protect her helpless mama's boy. Frank will wait for us behind the cafe. We'll get into our office and clean out the safe. Early that evening, Frank joined Lem Jenkins and Hank, who were waiting behind the livery stable. Frank told them Daisy had come to town without her son. A short time later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto reined to a stop in a grove of trees on the outskirts of town. I'll wait here, Tonto. You go to the cafe. Anything unusual happens, or you notice anyone acting suspiciously, come and let me know. Ah, me watch close, Kimasabi. Someone come along trail toward town. Yes, I can see him now. Hello, it's Jerry Carter. Ah, him not wear dude clothes now. I know. Jerry, Jerry Carter. Oh, there, oh. Hi there. You mentioned to me at camp that you might be at the edge of town. I was hoping to find you. Steady there, boy. You look like regular western fella now. <laughs> I had this outfit in my luggage, along with these guns. Anything doing? No, not yet. Tonto's going to the cafe. He'll report back here later. Uh, better start now, Tonto. Uh, get him up, scout. A short time later, Frank the outlaw entered the cafe. Hey, where can I find Daisy Carter? We 
Yeah, Daisy's right back there talking to some of the boys. Hey, Daisy, there's an hombre here who wants to see you. Uh, who wants to see me? I do. Who are you? What do you want to see Daisy about? Uh, who I am doesn't matter. This is important. I heard something you ought to know, Mrs. Carter. Well, don't stand there drooling out with it. What is it I ought to know? You remember that hombre you socked this morning? Yeah, what about him? You here when it happened? No. But I heard him talking about it to a couple of tough hombres up in front of the hotel a while ago. He's sore as all get out about it. <laughs> I bet his jaw is still sore anyway. Now, <laughs> ah, listen, I heard more than that, too. Right, go on, mister. Well, he said he knew your son didn't come into town with you tonight. And he persuaded the other two hombres to go out to your ranch to rough him up a bit. What? That's what I heard him say. Then they went riding out the West Trail about five minutes ago. Pretty guns and most of the ranch hands are waiting the ranch house tonight. Listen, all of you. I want as many men as I can get to ride out to my ranch with me. Some tough hombres are going out there to give my son a going over. Now, all that are coming with me and Bill, get to your horses. We'll meet you out front, pronto. During the excitement, Frank lost himself in the crowd and eased out the back door of the cafe. A few minutes later, Tonto brought Scout to a halt in the grove of trees on the edge of town, where the Lone Ranger and Jerry were waiting. Oh, Scout, oh, fella. Oh, what's happened, Toto? Well, fella, tell Daisy Carter that Jenkins, the man I hit this morning, is on way out to ranch with two others to make trouble for Jerry. <laughs> They'll be disappointed since I'm not there. Oh, wait, wait, Jerry. Go on, Toto. A fella who tell Daisy, sneak out back door a cafe. Kimasabi. Yes? Me think him tell lie. I'm sure of it. That's a trick to get Daisy and the men away from the cafe. There, Daisy Carter and men leaving now. Go out other end of town. Go after them, Toto. Tell Daisy it's a trick. But Jerry is here in town in a hurry. Uh, get him up, Scout. Come on, Jerry. We'll ride behind the buildings to the back of the cafe. Right. I want to know where that fellow went. Easy, said he Come on, Silver. Get up there. When they heard Daisy and the others riding away, Lem Jenkins and Hank rode from the livery stable nearby and joined Frank behind the cafe. Leaving their horses in the shadows, they entered Daisy's office through the back way. It worked. Daisy rode away, taking nearly everybody in the place. Yeah. And in the excitement, she forgot to lock the safe. Look there. Hey, that's sure a break for us. Yeah, lock the door into the cafe, Frank, just in case one of the help out there comes snooping. Yeah, that's a good idea. What a shock she'll get when she comes back and finds she's been robbed. Yeah. Slid the bolt on the door to the cafe. Now, let's get the cash from the safe. Hey, we're in luck. Look at all that cash. You better make it fast, Liam. Oh, we got lots of time. Daisy and the men will be gone about an hour, anyhow. Yeah, we'll be well on our way with plenty of her cash. Oh, no, you won't. Hey, hey, in the back doorway, a masked man. I'll cut him down. That's what you think. Oh, I'm hit. As the Lone Ranger fixed his attention momentarily on Hank, Jenkins jumped behind the desk nearby while Frank swung around alongside the safe and used the wide-open safe door as a shield. He's a perfect target, Frank. We'll both fire at once. Let him have it. Drop that gun or I'll drill you. Drop it. Hey, somebody's got me covered through that open window. I'm dropping my gun, mister. His bullets can't get to me. I'll get that masked man. No, you won't. Oh, my foot. He shot me in the foot. That safe door didn't shield your feet, mister. Are you all right, sir? Yes, Jerry. For a moment, it looked bad for me. The man behind the desk didn't realize he was a target from a side window. Hey, that hombre. He looks like young Carter. He is. I'll unbolt the door to the cafe. Hey, what's going on in here? What? Jerry. 
Hi, Mom. Come on in and join the fun. Oh, look, that masked man, he still has his guns. Ma hold it, Mom. He's a friend. Jerry's dressed in Western clothes, and he's wearing a gun. Holy smoke, Daisy. What's come over, Jerry? You got me, but we'll find out. First, get some men to take these crooks out of here. Great day. Three of them. And two of them wounded, looks like. Hey, that one's the fella I poked this morning. Yes, and before he's taken away, I'm going to give him the beating I should have given him this morning. Jerry, you mean you really... Now, wait, to... wait, Daisy. Jerry will do all right. Well, you bust that make-believe cowpoke in half right now. Hey, hey. Well, that's a good start. I'm going to like doing this. Oh, hey, man alive, look at Jerry Punch. You sure knows how to fight. For a few Come moments, on, the two men fought furiously. Then the slim, fast-moving Jerry gradually got the better of Lem Jenkins, to his amazement and that of the onlookers. Finally, Jerry stepped aside as Jenkins swung wildly, and as the crook followed the force of his punch, Jerry landed a terrific blow to his jaw. This'll do it! Oh, I've had enough, I give up! By thunder, son, I've seen your dad fight just like that. You sure gave him a beat. Sure did, uh, him, plenty fine fella. It good you come back, let me tell you. Yeah, we was hard to convince, Indian, but it's a good thing we did decide to come back. Too bad most of the excitement was over, though. Not having a sheriff in this town, we sort of have to take care of things ourselves. Daisy, I suggest you and the rest of the townspeople consider Jerry for the office of sheriff. Consider Jerry, you say? Oh, I admit he showed he can use his fist, but... Well, Jerry's been brought up a gentleman. He isn't used he to... He saved me from a bullet a few minutes ago. Jerry's a gentleman, but he doesn't need fancy clothes to prove it. What's more, he's a man, Daisy. For over a year, he's been a deputy marshal in St. Louis. Jumping the hospital. Oh, that's hard to believe. I admit he sure looks better to me now than he did when he arrived. <laughs> yes, I know. Tell her about it, Jerry. Well, I... I knew what you expected of me, Mom. I came out hoping you'd change your mind when you got a few days of me going around in those fancy clothes and acting like a dude and all. I brought a note from United States Marshal Ames to the masked man, asking him to help me get located as a lawman out here, like my dad used to be. <laughs> I don't want to go back to St. Louis. Well, I'll be doggone. Me too. <laughs> oh, Jerry, I got my fill in one day of seeing you like a dude and... Having you call me mother, if Jed Ames recommends you, then that's enough for me. Yes, sir. I reckon if you want it, the job of being sheriff here will be yours, huh, boys? After all, we got a jail here. Then some of you men get these crooks out of here, like the masked man said a while ago. Put them in jail, get a doctor to fix them up. Son, you not only look like a bone westerner, and you not only talk like one all of a sudden, but... Well, you even act like a Western lawman the way you give the orders. Thanks, Mom. Well, now you won't be selling out and going to St. Louis, Daisy. Ah, uh, no. I reckon I won't turn out to be a lady after all. <laughs> I couldn't have stood the change. I like you as you are. We'll stay right here together where your friends are. Say, speaking of friends, that mass friend of yours and the Indians disappeared. Just who is that masked hombre anyway? You ought to know that, Mom. I heard about him all the way back in St. Louis. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.